Welcome back to day three of week four of our look through First and Second Kings. We're still in First Kings 19, this chapter of Elijah's battle with discouragement. We've looked together at the battle, the inner battle that he had, the feelings of I want to run. It's just enough, God. I can't take this anymore. And now we've begun to look at how God brings victory. Yesterday, we talked about these things that God begins to say to us. You need rest. You need worship. You need to tell other people. And then we come today to a fourth thing. So we look at three additional things today, a fourth thing that God says. And this may be the most memorable thing that happened on that mountain. And there's deep spiritual truth for us, what we need to do when we're discouraged. Number four, you need a fresh encounter with God. Listen to what happens beginning in verse 11. Then the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. And then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and he went out and he stood in the mouth of the cave. And then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites, they've rejected your covenant. They've broken down your altars. They put your prophets to death with the sword. I'm the only one left. And now they're trying to kill me too. So Elijah is still struggling. At the end of this, he's still saying some of the same things. But even in his struggles, he's beginning to have a fresh encounter with God. You can have a fresh encounter with God in the midst of your struggles, in the midst of your discouragement. You don't have to get better to encounter God. God can meet you right where you are. That's one of the encouragements and what happens to Elijah here. Now, what's going on here in this wind and this fire and this earthquake and this gentle whisper? God is teaching Elijah something new. Elijah had regularly encountered a God of awesome power, a God who brought down fire from heaven, a God of wind, a God of earthquakes. He needed to recognize a God of gentle love. And so he has this mountaintop experience. You've heard of mountaintop experiences, maybe these experiences that we have with God that take us to a new place. Elijah's life is filled with them. In fact, his life shows us that there's more than one kind of mountaintop experience. On Mount Carmel, he had the mountaintop experience of the defeat of the prophets of Baal. On Mount Horeb, he's gonna have the mountaintop experience of discovering the gentle love of God. And then, even after his death, he meets Jesus in the New Testament on the Mount of Transfiguration, the mountaintop experience of being together with Jesus, worshiping Jesus right before his death and resurrection, his crucifixion and resurrection. Here on Mount Horeb, he has this mountaintop experience, and there are new things that God wants to teach him. The truth is, in your life, in my life, there are always new things for us to learn about God. And many times, it's through a time of discouragement. When I don't know the way out, that God is gonna teach me something new about who he is. Don't make the mistake of trying to deal with life without a growing knowledge of God, without realizing there's something new that God wants to teach me about himself. Sometimes that's where the hope comes from. The truth is, God has more compassion than you ever dreamed. He's more willing to forgive you than you could ever hope. He has greater ability to put your struggles into perspective than you ever expected. He is a God who's above and beyond what we could imagine. And here, God meets Elijah in this quiet whisper. God often speaks to the quiet and the obvious rather than the spectacular and the unusual. If you haven't discovered that yet, maybe that's what you're gonna discover 
as you go through this difficult time right now. What do we have to do? What do you have to do to hear God's voice? What do you have to do to hear this gentle whisper? It's not always something big. It's not always something familiar. It's not always something you've done before. It's not always something that you would expect to do. All you have to do is be where God wants you to be. God said, I want you to go out to Mount Horeb, and Elijah finally ended up there. And go out to the mouth of the cave, and Elijah went there, and he heard this gentle whisper. So this decision to step back from the noise and the activity of your busy life and to listen, just listen humbly and quietly and to get where God wants you to get, then you can hear him. Right now, I know that you may be desperate to hear God's voice. There's some decisions that you're facing. There's some problems that you're having and you're desperate to hear God's voice. Get yourself into a place where you can listen humbly and quietly and then keep listening because notice Elijah was trying to listen, but he didn't hear it in the first experience or the second experience or even the third experience. It wasn't until he heard the still, small voice. Patiently listen. Now, we're not told what the words of that whisper said. The important thing, the important thing isn't the words of that whisper. The important thing is that God was in the whisper. So when you get to that place, my question to you is, where do you need to hear God say to you, I'm here. I'm here. Even in the midst of that problem, I'm here. Even as you're going through that, I'm here. Even in your discouragement, God has not abandoned you. He is with you even in this. That's what you need to hear God saying to you. That's what Elijah heard that day. He had this fresh encounter with God. Those often come out of times of discouragement. When I'm going through a time of discouragement, I need to rest, I need to worship, I need to tell someone else, I need a fresh encounter with God. There's a fifth thing I need. I need to hear God say to me, you need to hear God say to you, you are useful. You are useful. Verses 15 to 17. The Lord said to him, to Elijah, go back the way that you came and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazael king over Aram. Also, Anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel. And anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, from Abel-Mehalah, to succeed you as prophet. Jehu will put to death any who escaped the sword of Hazael, and Elisha will put to death any who escaped the sword of Jehu. So God gives here some very specific tasks to Elijah. Elijah says, I'm finished, I'm done, I'm running away, I've had enough. God says, i got some stuff for you to do. And he's very specific. Do this, and then do this, and then do this. Even as you are facing feelings of fear and failure, God still has things for you to do. Now, you have to get through a time of rest and a time of worship and a fresh encounter with God. But once you've gone through those experiences, you're ready to hear God say, here's what I need for you to do. Sometimes we want to hear him say that first. It would scare you to death. It would wear you out even more. So God waits. Discouragement comes when we focus on what hasn't been done in the past rather than what God has for us to do in the future. Discouragement comes when we focus on all that could be done in the future rather than what God wants you to do right now. So God says very clearly, I want you to anoint three people. Hazael, king of Syria, Jehu, king of Israel, Elisha, who's gonna be your replacement? What if Elijah had quit at Mount Horeb? Look at how world history would have even been changed. Kings would not have been anointed. Prophets would not have been put in place. God had important work for Elijah still to do. So he says to him, you are useful. 
And then he says to him a final thing. Remember, one of Elijah's big problems was his feeling that I'm alone. Finally, God says to Elijah, you aren't alone. Remember, twice Elijah had repeated this phrase, telling God, I'm the only one left serving you, God, in all of Israel. Now, at the very last of this whole experience, God finally answers that cry. In verse 18, God says to Elijah, yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal and all whose mouths have not kissed him. 7,000. Elijah, you think you're the only one? You don't know, Elijah. There are 7,000 that are serving me. You don't know them, but that doesn't mean they aren't serving. You're not alone. God always has more resources and people than we know. He always has more resources and people than we know. And you have to choose. You have to choose whether you're going to have this feeling that you're alone, you're going to do it all alone, or you're going to connect to those others that God wants to use, which is what God encourages Elijah to do here by anointing Elisha as the next prophet. You have to choose. Is your life going to be a lonely experience of failure or a shared experience of victory? Because if you try to do it alone, if you try to do it as a lonely prophet, Elijah couldn't even pull that one off, and he's one of the greatest prophets that ever lived. Elijah was involved in a lot of miracles, but the greatest miracle of all to me is right here, his personal relationship with God. That is what enabled him to serve God for a lifetime. So as we end this couple of day look at how you and I break through into a new place in our lives, even though we've gone through a time of discouragement, I'd like to invite you to pray this servant's prayer with me. Would you pray with me? And just say, Lord, I want to serve you. I want to serve you for the rest of my life. So I pray that you'd give me the wisdom to rest when it's needed. I pray that you'd give me the desire to place a priority on worship. I pray that you'd give me the courage to tell you and others about the problems that I face. Give me the inner confidence that I am useful to you. And I pray that you would give me the assurance right now that I am never alone, never alone in serving you. I pray that I would regularly hear you speaking to me in fresh, new ways. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Tomorrow we're going to begin a to look together at the life of Elisha and how God does miracles. <music>